There is so much entertaining going on in our scripture readings for this weekend that I think we should have declared this Martha Stewart Sunday. (laughs) In our Genesis reading, Abraham and Sarah are entertaining either God himself or three angels, depending on how you read it. In the Gospel from Luke, Martha and Mary are entertaining Jesus. Lots of entertaining going on. In the ancient world, at the time of Abraham and Sarah, hospitality to strangers was a civic duty. With an economy that was built on nomadic herders and migrant labor, and an inhospitable desert environment, it was vitally important to look after strangers in need. After all, there's no telling when you would be the one on the road with no food or water or shelter. And so, as we see many places in the Old Testament, God could appear in the guise of a stranger. So it was both a religious and a civic duty to welcome strangers. In our current debates about immigration, the church has repeatedly called us back to those values of welcoming and hospitality. For thousands of years, those values defined basic human decency. And in recent years, we seem to have jettisoned some of those values by deciding instead to live in fear. Most of us don't have the opportunity to literally welcome strangers into our homes. But I had the chance just a few years ago when I was running the Paulus Fathers summer camp on Lake George in the Adirondack Mountains in New York State. I was about to turn in for the night when there was a knock on my door. Living out in the middle of the woods, you don't really expect people to come calling at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. I opened the door, and there was a tired-looking man, about 35 years old. He introduced himself and said that he was biking through the Adirondacks and wanted to know if he could sleep overnight in our boathouse. He gave me the phone number of his sister in Vermont if I wanted to check up on him and see if he was legit. He declined my offer to stay in one of our guest rooms, saying that he really wanted to be closer to the water. The next morning, I told him that he could use one of our showers and join us for breakfast, which he did. And before he departed, he told me that he doesn't travel with a lot of cash, and I explained that we didn't expect any payment. And then he reached into his backpack and pulled out two shiny silver dollars, which he placed in my hand. Now, the gospel for that very day was the story of the Good Samaritan in which a traveler hands an innkeeper two pieces of silver to care for an injured stranger. And I thought that was a really odd coincidence. And I still have those two silver dollars. Most people today don't show a lot of hospitality, particularly to strangers. But the church frequently reminds us of the importance of caring for immigrants and refugees, but we're fearful. We teach our children to be fearful of strangers, probably for good reasons. But the world and its people haven't changed all that much since biblical times when hospitality to strangers was part of our social contract. Maybe I'm naive, but I wish we could recover some of that welcoming and hospitality. I believe that instead of being fearful, we need to be careful 
literally full of care and not just for ourselves. There's another critical lesson in today's gospel for us, and it's less about hospitality and more what I think of as life balance. For Jesus to feel comfortable in their home, Martha and Mary both had to do what they were doing. Somebody had to put the meal on the table, and someone had to make the guests feel welcomed, attended to, and listened to. So both of these roles were really essential. The problem is that Martha felt like she'd gotten the short straw, and so she felt resentful. And this happens to all of us at one point or another when life starts to feel out of balance. All of us have to cope with some tasks that are urgent and some that are important. Some things are urgent but not important, and others are important but not urgent. If you spend all of your time rushing after everything that's urgent, you may never get to what's important. This isn't my own idea, by the way, originally. I think it's from Stephen Covey, one of the management gurus from the 1990s. But I think it's still a good distinction. People often explain to me that they just don't feel like they have any time for serious prayer. They pray when it's urgent, in a time of crisis or emergency. And they know that prayer is important for their spiritual life. But other urgent tasks, dealing with the kids, making a living, studying for an exam, paying the bills, don't seem to leave much time for a life of prayer. It's easy to choose to be Martha rather than Mary, to look after all of those urgent details instead of the important big picture. My usual advice to the too-busy-to-pray people is that if you can't carve out 20 minutes a day Maybe there's something else in your life that's out of balance. If you live for too long with an imbalanced life, you're going to develop some resentment. Sure, the urgent little details may get attended to, but you'll feel like what's of ultimate value to you is being neglected. And I wonder if this is the trap that caught Martha. Too much time spent on the place settings and not enough on the people in the chairs. Do you think that Martha in the gospel was forced to do all the household tasks alone? Does she strike you as maybe a little passive-aggressive? Maybe a little burned out? She's living with the consequences of her own choices. And in the end, how welcome do you think Jesus felt being asked as he was to mediate this little domestic drama? Poor Martha was so sabotaged by the things that took all of her work and her sister's attentiveness and all those things go right out the window. So, yes, I would call that a little passive-aggressive. But look at the response that Jesus makes. You're upset about many things. This isn't about who's doing the housekeeping, is it? Mary made her choice, you made yours, deal with it. It is a tough answer but it's the right one. It cuts through all of that passive-aggressive stuff. Martha wants to present this as an issue of justice when it's really more about personal responsibility. Balancing the urgent and the important isn't always easy, but it's only possible when we acknowledge that we have choices to make. Put another way, it's not enough to prioritize your schedule. You have to schedule your priorities. And that may mean taking time for prayer 
or making time for your children or for your spouse. It may also mean letting go of some of those details that seem urgent but are less important. And it may also mean making room in your schedule and in your life to welcome a stranger.